Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your hosts A-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out there in the Twitter sphere. Welcome to another episode of Strand of the Gotham, episode 79. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF. Click the drop down, and you will see an utter buffet of fanboy podcasts that will entertain you. And uh, some might say uh, a good place for those to frolic about other nerdy subjects. Uh, I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Ambera. Today we're recording on June 14th, 2022, and as always, I have a great show for you today, but I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you have just won a Straight Outta Gotham prize pack. We have this contest monthly. Um... So there is a sh- bottlenecking in the shipping thing. So if you want to complain about that, tweet at the president. So that's why uh, that's why pr- monthly uh, prizes have been delayed. So it's all Joe Biden's fault. Clearly, we all know that's the truth. It depends on <laughs> right. So now let me get into the good stuff here, which is of course. Let me introduce my co-host, the man who won the nineteen ninety seven Oceanside Race versus Shark in the eighty meter breaststroke. A fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, the champion of Long Island, the essence of man, Eric Holzman. Hello there. Well, you know, as Aquaman, I, it, uh, swimming things, I usually always win. That, that, yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this was fish versus fish. It was, and I always win. I, you know, my powers, my superpowers. It's not like the deep in. <laughs> <laughs> on the boys not, not not that kind of thing no i'm not okay not that dude but yeah you know when you could talk to the shark too and kind of tell him what the deal did you guys fix the race it was okay i didn't fix it i just told the shark i was trash talking the shark okay you know okay. he was actually kind of mad but hey you know i was in my younger years too 1997 i was still in college yeah you were you know, in your prime so i was in my prime so it was a it was a fun you time. Were down, were you, you were down in Florida back then too, right? No, not yet. Oh yeah, you were still back up here. Yeah, I lived I in because like, I oh, must have came up for this race. It's a big race. <laughs> I swam down up. Florida. I uh, swam well, obviously. <laughs> you, that's no. that was your training period. Two thousand and three is when I moved to Florida. That okay. was when I lived lived in that great state, which I won't talk about any further. Uh, <laughs> There's a whole, there's a bunch of stories behind Florida. Maybe one day we will get into it. Just today is not that day. So, uh, so how you been, man? What's been going on? Uh, nothing. Just uh, fun in the sun. Just enjoying this beautiful weather we've been having. Yeah, guys. Pete is on his his smoking, barbecuing kick again. So we've been getting, <laughs> we've been, you just call it that, I guess. <laughs> we've been getting we've been getting pics of the stuff he's he's smoking or cooking and i always love it because it's good stuff stuff. yeah yeah just rendered meat so last night i did a copycat recipe i made the copycat uh 
Taco Bell quesadilla. I gave it a shot. And I made my Holzman Dia. Yeah, I made my version of the Taco Bell quesadilla. How'd it come out? Came out pretty good. The key is that sauce that's mm-hmm. in there. That's the key. And uh, I mean, I cut corners a little bit with this one because I didn't have, I had like light mayonnaise. I didn't have the full fat mayonnaise. So that was mm-hmm. probably a little different. And then they asked for sugar, but I didn't put sugar in it because I don't like adding sugar to sweeten things up that's supposed to be spicy. Mm-hmm. So, but it came out pretty good. It's okay. it's the, if you ever do it, just like shred up some chicken and then make the sauce. You're going to get a food truck good. next? <sighs> I'd love to. You know, it's crazy I say that because I know how dangerous they are. Uh, and I al- it just takes a while to earn profit. Yep, and it takes a while. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like having a ice you cream. You got to be in a good location. Yep. I can't imagine. I mean, when I worked in the city, I can't imagine. And I love halal meats. Like, yeah. street meat is like great. Like, I'm all for like, like that's lunch, baby. You know, I love some uh, chicken and rice. But I don't know how those guys are in those those just ovens in I know. August. <laughs> like, I don't it's want to true. be cooking in one of those tins in August. Yeah, it's so true. And it's still a great value though, right? Like you get – for like $7, oh, yeah. you get this – It's like five bucks, chicken, rice, lettuce, tomato, hot sauce, white sauce. Yeah. You know? I feel bad for people who don't have live in an area where there's food trucks because no, – if you Anyone who doesn't live in a food truck is like, what is he talking about? What is this? I know. <laughs> like what is this $5 meal? What is white sauce? Like, you know about white sauce? Oh, guys, if you if you live in – like if you live in a major city, a major metropolitan area, you clearly know what we're talking about. But if yeah. you don't, you, you need to find out. <laughs> if you've never had a guy in a food truck ask you if you want hot sauce or white sauce, you've never eaten. That's true. <laughs> That is a very <laughs> that's a very fair comment because that is so true. And now they're even high tech. Like you, can and the answer order. is both. <laughs> yep, and you can order from food trucks on like DoorDash and all the apps now. When I worked in the city, there was just a guy and uh, Poppy. That's just that's what that's what everybody called him. So that's what we called him. Um, he worked in a loading dock in the corner of a loading dock. He had an, a kitchen. He had a fridge. He had a two two. Uh, like stove oven you know he had like a two stop two spot mm-hmm. he had a little small oven and he had a countertop and uh it was just we just called it the loading dock and this guy made the best like rice and chicken dish i don't know if he was he wasn't puerto rican i want to say he was it was dominican it was like dominican style food so i mean and dude his hot sauce was absolutely outrageous and it was five dollars for a plate it was a styrofoam plate you get two pieces of chicken so it's usually you get like a leg a leg and like a a thigh Mm-hmm. And then you get the uh, you get half a plate of rice and like a side of lettuce and tomato, and then he just dow- doused it in hot sauce. And it was so good, fall right off the bone. Those guys are anyone who owns a food truck. That's to me that is like the epitome of the American mm-hmm. dream. You're, you're your own boss. You're doing it on your own terms. That's that's what that to me that's what this country's about. Things like that where you're just you know. One Find day. an idea, put it to put it into action. That's why I'm writing it. books about Eric's life. <laughs> yeah, the title's a little long. I'm basically Sylvester Stallone, and you're Chuck Webner. Yeah, I am. That's basically what it is. Like I'm, I'm Sly, and you're Chuck. Well, I want to again. I need. I'll to give you so you can get like five percent. I mean, it is your life. It's just you know, 
I mean, I'm putting all the hard work into it. It's not even authorized. I haven't authorized this book. Uh, I have the contract, Eric. Here, so follow it. I didn't sign it. Uh, you signed it when you agreed to do this podcast. No, I didn't. This is why you read the fine print. Mm-hmm. I Eric surrendered his likeness and his life over to me. <laughs> I am Avi Arad. <laughs> and Eric is Marvel in the 90s. <laughs> that did not happen. As with many, as with many things that Pete tells you guys, this is totally a fabrication. The only thing I don't own that belongs to Eric is Leia. Everything else, Eric. Seriously, that dog, man. I swear, she's funny now because, like I said, she's older. She can't hear so well. She can't see so well. But I swear, she plays on that because there are certain times where she's like perfectly fine. <laughs> like oh, she's she like, she's disease. like, I got this idiot. <laughs> I swear she does. And then there's times she's like, what? And she's like halfway like walking sideways or walk, kind of walks into the wall a little bit. I'm like, you're playing with me, aren't you? But uh, yeah, it's that's tough. dog. It's that's tough watching her. Too. It's tough. It's tough watching her now. But, oh, Pete's getting a phone call, guys. Yeah, it's Ryan Lauer. Excuse me, I'm doing a podcast, and I accepted. I'm doing a podcast. Goodbye, Lauer. Yeah, tell Lauer to buzz off. Don't be calling when we're trying to do to our own. Fifth handing right there. <laughs> well, what I wanted to say is not acceptable for the show, so <laughs> so I didn't go there. But uh, tell him to call back later. We don't want to hear hear his voice. This is our show. There we go. Pete's impersonation of Ryan Lauer. It's like Mickey Mouse on speed. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Can't wait for the discussion on that one. <laughs> you know what, Pete? <laughs> but uh, all right, guys. So enough of our, our banter and our, our just antics. life discussion. Yes, our antics and life discussion. Let's get into what... You guys want to hear from us, and it's, of course, the hot topics. Uh, every time I say that, I feel like Wendy Williams, but yeah, because that's what her You are far from Wendy Williams <laughs> in all aspects. <laughs> but uh, There's nothing, You and Wendy Williams have nothing in common except location. <laughs> but uh, let's continue. Let's Well, let's begin, actually, with our rundown. So let, we're going to start with the trailers because I feel like those are the easiest things for us to talk about. Uh, so let's start first with the biggest trailer I want to say that we got. Uh, probably one of the most highly anticipated DC movies in a while, I think. Uh, outside of um, The Flash. Uh, Flash. Yeah, probably. I'd say Black Adam is probably up there. Uh, because, of course, who the star is uh, in the role. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is just so magnetic and <laughs> so charismatic. People just want to... We'll go see something he's in just because he's in it. And um, we got a little teaser trailer. We got some footage, I remember, at, at Fandom. We got some stuff early. Uh, and some of the trailer that we do – some of the stuff we do see in the trailer is actually from that Fandom footage as well. It's the mm-hmm. first time we see him and he's in that whatever temple. Chamber. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't – this movie seems to be pretty ambitious, but we get we get a lot of the different characters in this trailer as well. So we get Doctor Fate, mm-hmm. even though he's not in costume. Uh, we don't get Brosnan in costume. We see him at some point. 
We see Dr. Fate's outfit, yeah. We see the outfit. That's true. Uh, but we get a good shot of Hawkman. They have a little bit of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sma- a little bit of Adam Smasher. So there was a good – it was a good appetizer, right? I think it kind of t- ticked off all the boxes we wanted mm-hmm. to see. And uh, we get no reference to Shazam, and I'm sorry there's no Superman <laughs> – no Superman. It's an end credit scene, Eric. Jesus. <laughs> There's no Superman in this uh, trailer. So uh, we don't know what's going to go on there. But I, I dug it. I think it did what a trailer's supposed to do. What did you think? Uh, I wasn't blown away, but at the same time, I think it's a very good trailer. It looks like a standard summer blockbuster action movie. Um, yeah, like some people are like, is it The Rock or is it Black Adams? Like, it's The Rock. But, you know, that's what people want and love. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it's great. Um uh, I would have liked pointy ears on sh- um, Black Adam, but not getting it. But whatever. Uh, that's like my only real gripe. Uh, it's so minor. Like everything else is just really interesting, cool. Adam Smasher looked cool. Out of the, out of the members of the JSA that are in this movie, Adam Smasher is probably the one I like the most. So I'm excited to see him. Um, I know you're a big fake guy. Um, you know, yeah. like uh, you know, there's no Jay Garrick or Ted Grant <laughs> in this. So like, I'll have to wait for the next one, but, uh, uh, you know, Adam Smasher looked cool. I know a lot of people comparing his outfit to Deadpool's, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, just, it, it's excited. It looks, it, it gives me vibes of like black Panther a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like when I see like the city and like yeah. how they enter it, if you it, like, if you look at that first, like black Panther, it's like the way they enter like Kondok is the same way they entered Wakanda with that like ship. Um, but I, you know, it's cool. Uh, I dig it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't really know what the angle is of this movie. I think it's going to go back and forth linear. Like, I don't think it's going to be like a, I think it'll be a nonlinear timeline. You know, like I, I think, don't so. think it's yeah. I I I just have a feeling it's going to go back and forth between the past and present a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see him without powers, and we'll see what is what happened to his family. Then we'll see him in the past, and I think we're going to see him in the present day. You know, like well, in pa- in the past, I mean, like we'll see like Black Adam's past as well, and then we'll see Black Adam present. So right, I think you'll get some Teth Adam, you'll get some Black Adam, and then you'll get some like modern day black adam which was cool that i mean that's a lot it's a very ambitious thing to do but you know i just i also think this would be like when was the last time the rock had a dud you know like i I just don't think that's going to be this there's a lot of cool people in this movie there's a lot of cool characters i think it'll be fun it'll be a nice little popcorn movie are you talking about movies for him like Skyscraper and, and San Andreas? and Like those didn't flop, right? Like they made a ton, oh, a ton of mean, money. Oh, you mean box office wise? Yes. Yeah. Like he yeah. makes box office money. Like he is, yeah. again, like critically acclaimed movies he may not make, but people go out and see his movies. Yes. Like Hobbs you know? and Shaw, uh, which is the Fast and the Furious vehicle, um, is re- totally ridiculous. Like all those movies, but yeah. it's a fun time and that's what he does. Like he makes those kinds of films. So... I'm just, I think the last, I, he was in Rampage, right? I enjoyed that one. He was in Rampage. You know, yeah. I'm it, I am very interested to see how this is received uh, when we finally get the movie. It's it's going to be something that I I'm going to pay a close eye on because he's in it, but I feel like he's trying to do something a little different. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how how it's received by the fans, especially because he's not, I mean, black Adam is not a super known character either, Mm -hmm. but he is like Dwayne Johnson obviously is. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. Uh, But 
guys if you've seen the trailer interact with us let us know what you think because we love having these conversations as well all right so the next one i want to talk about is prey which is the predator um vehicle wow um that one went a place from what the from the teaser that we got i wasn't expecting this trailer i guess the full trailer the full trailer was so much more uh descriptive of what the show is going to actually be i thought and uh i don't know it looks interesting again it's always the problem with predator for me is usually it's always the same setting the one thing that i liked that i I didn't like the other the, the recent movie that came out overall but i did like what they attempted to do there uh, so yeah. this this one is a little bit more of the jungle kind of atmosphere that we got. And it's a little bit more of that kind of a thing. Uh, I mean, I'll check it out. We'll see. Uh, but this trailer didn't move the needle for me one way or another. I was going to probably check it out anyway. Uh, it did for me. I'm really hyped on this. Like, really hyped. I got to find a way to get Hulu to actually watch this. Uh, I'm really pumped for this. It gives me vibes of Predator. It gives me vibes of Predators. Um, uh, I myself enjoyed uh, the Predator up until basically the ending. I think the ending's really bad. The ending ruined the movie for me. I was really enjoying it until the ending. Yeah, and that's sad because I haven't revisited it since, and it's just it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, and I was really liking, it. and I like uh, what's his name, uh, what's his name, Lethal Weapon, Predator, uh, Iron Man Three. What the hell is that guy's name? Director. Oh, um, Shane Black. Shane Black. Black. I like Shane Black. Black. So, you know, um, but I I was into it. I I like this. I I think this fits what Predator is. I think this is the best Predator stuff is kind of like this jungle atmosphere. Um, There's a lot of jungle out there, so we can keep doing this. It's not like there's just one jungle. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of places in South America they could come up with for the Predator (laughs) to to terrorize. Um, So I'm into it. I'm really excited. I think this looks great. I just I'm I can't wait. Yeah, so we'll see. Again, it didn't move the needle for me. I was probably going to check it out anyway. I do have Hulu, but I don't know if I have the Hulu that I can see it without paying more money. Hulu's weird that way, and it really? bothers. It bothers. Yeah, there's like tiers in it. Some stuff is free, and then some stuff's like exclusive that you have to pay for, so extra for. So I don't know. I guess I'll check it out when I get it. Um, Garrett's got Hulu. Garrett's got all this stuff. I'm sure he does. He does. So, he's uh, so. he's very good. But Garrett's very good. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. But I, mean, I don't know if Garrett would watch this one. He's kind of. I mean, he's he's probably he's probably making some kind of like celery stick souffle. <laughs> he he's also a little squeamish. He he doesn't like things that. With, well, with that's why he doesn't eat meat. Cuts it. He doesn't. He, he doesn't like the point. animal. He doesn't like the animals getting hurt. And that is a good point. You know, it's okay to eat celery because it doesn't have any feelings. <laughs> that we know of. That we know. Of. I, I, look, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm looking forward to his his uh, cookbook. Oh boy. The domestic fanboy, forty easy meals for your vegan superhero fanboy. <laughs> oh boy, can't wait for the, for the feedback on this one. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, moving right along, let's let's go to the next trailer, which this one I really loved and I really dug, and I'm very very much looking forward to this. It's Resident Evil on Netflix. Uh, we got we had a teaser, I want to say probably about a month ago. Now we got mm-hmm. the full trailer. And this one is really, really, this kind of gives everything away, I think. 
I mean, if you you know the property, you kind of know what's going to happen. But this one just kind of gives everything away uh, in the trailer. Um, it's everything you'd want, though. It, it, the story is it's kind of small on story. They give you hints of what's going on, but they give you all the good action stuff, action sequences, uh, the putting of the blood on the faces to kind of mm-hmm. disguise themselves. And it's very, very cool. Uh, and again, this is a property. This is a game I love to play when it first came out. It's one of the games I remember really, really enjoying playing. What's your favorite Resident Evil game? Oh, I don't know. Mine's Code Veronica. It may not be a popular choice, but I was a big Dreamcast guy, and that's my favorite. I had one for... I forget which one it was. I had a I'm handheld. replaying 4 right now, which is fun. I had a handheld version. I forget which game it was, but I really enjoyed that one. Okay. I don't remember which one it was. I mean, the original one is great because it starts the whole thing. So that, that no, I got gotcha. you. From anticipation and everything, like it that that one was yeah. was awesome. Uh, the only the only thing with this show now is I feel like we're kind of at the end of the zombie. Do you realize how long people have been saying that? I know. So I don't know uh, how, what this is going to do for the the genre. I guess of the zombie actual genre, but I mean, The Walking Dead is coming to an end, and and fact, yeah, but it's also got Dead. two spinoffs. Yep, that's true. That's a good point. That's fair. That is a fair point. <laughs> that's going to an end, but it's like they already have one spinoff series, which is like nine seasons deep. Yeah, fear and the now they're right starting now. a new one, so they're not going anywhere. So. <laughs> zombies are here to stay. Well, yeah, they'll. I mean, zombies will always be here. It seems like when something's ending, then World War Z comes out, right? And then oh, it's a different kind of zombie. Like you get all these different versions, but. What did you think of the trailer? What is your... I liked it. I thought it was scary. I thought it it looks more uh, invested in the roots of Resident Evil than uh, what they were doing with uh, Mila Djokovic. Um, So I'm excited to see that. I want to see what characters from the game pop up in what way. Uh, You know, I'm I'm excited to see how much closer this is to the actual source material, which is the games. Uh, That's what's fascinating. But it looks good. It looks. It doesn't look like it's cheaply made. It looks like it's well done. Um, maybe this is something that is actually cheaply made and more along the lines for what Netflix is, you know, kind of should be doing. I know they're they're purging. You know, they're kind of doing a little Zaslav over there. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, I believe their animation department is the one that suffered the most. But I know they're cutting costs. So um, maybe this is along better along the lines of their budget. Uh, as of right now and it seems to work horror is usually pretty cheap for the most part right so we'll see what happens i'm excited i want to see the monsters i want to see the zombies i want to see people die uh <laughs> in a uh, science fiction setting uh so you know let, let's uh you know fingers crossed i'm happy it's on netflix uh because i was starting to question like like why is it why do i keep netflix around i was like i know i have seinfeld and i have you know we'll see what happens with the cw shows that was my main reason but uh you know if netflix is if netflix is serious and resident evil is good uh, maybe seinfeld and resident evil are enough to keep me around so you're not a stranger things guy oh that's true i've got to catch up on stranger things thank you so much i forgot about that yes uh, big fan but uh i'm a season behind I am. I'm actually just beginning season three, so I'm kind of. I'm actually thinking about actually when it comes to Stranger Things, I'm thinking about starting from episode one of season one, and just kind of doing a long binge because you know they they drop everything all at once. So I know that's what I had to do because I wasn't watching the show. Because I love seasons one and two so much. Season one is fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. The best thing about season one was it was like everyone kind of got hyped on it. Like I know a lot of people have kind of cooled off on it, but Stranger Things season one was uh, it was it was an interesting thing. 
people were talking, so that was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And again, my childhood is the air, the time period they're going through, so it's very, very old man nostalgic man. for me uh, to watch to watch that show. So many of the references. They got all just, your fights with Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> but uh, all right, guys, Resident Evil definitely go check check out the trailer. Uh, especially if you're a fan of the games. If you're a fan of the games, I'd like to hear the feedback of the people who played the games and are, are watching this trailer and see what you guys think. So let us know what you think about I don't about think Zeddy's that. a fan of the games. I think Zeddy scares easily. Where are we? Why did we bring up Zeddy? I think he just scares easily. <laughs> but where did Zeddy come from? I just thought of him. He just popped in my head. All right. Zeddy, if you are a fan of the games, <laughs> let us know. I think he's uh, a little bit of a scaredy cat. Maybe. Well, I don't know. People surprise you. That's all I'll say. People surprise. And he's full of surprises. So let's let's see how that works out. All right. The next trailer I want to discuss is probably one of the more anticipated things for me that's coming on Netflix. And I'm talking about Sandman. Uh, it's such a it's a tremendous book. If you haven't read the book, you should. Um, I only read it recently. So many people had told me about it. I remember asking people about it, and they were like, "Yeah, read it. It's fantastic." So. Um, and it's pretty fa- the trailer's pretty faithful to the book uh, at least from what i've seen so i loved everything i saw it's very mm-hmm. high, it's very well made like you said it's not like just like resident evil this doesn't look like it's cheaply made it looks like they invested a lot of money which is good because the story is very rich and you want to have those kinds of that kind of money behind it uh, but i really enjoyed it and uh, I'm. This did move the needle for me. I was waiting to see what we were going to see get from this, uh, and now, yeah, now I'm really invested. So, what about you, Pete? Um, for me, I, I don't. I never read the book, uh, so I don't really have any connection to it. Look cool. Looks a little creepy. Looked very interesting. I don't know if I'm going to watch this just because of time. I really don't. Um, it. It's just you know. I have no connection to anything Sandman, um, so like I know a lot of people are really hype for it. Um, if it's if it if it's like groundbreaking and really gets into really into moving uh, p- people around and expectations and emotions and stuff, I will have to find a way to check it out. But as of right now, uh, I'm just not interested. That's fair. Yeah. But did you think did you think it was a well made trailer? Yeah, no, it looked great, it looked really good stuff. It's 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 like just game, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. I'm just I'm not into it. Yeah, you know? that's another one that that show that's coming. I can't wait for that either. So, all right, so let's let's finish all. with a little teaser we got. Well, no, there's two actually. They're both kind of they were both teasers, um, and they're both kind of in the same area. I guess I don't want to say genre, but I guess they are. They're both kind of based off of sit- sitcoms. Um, one was the monsters, Rob, Zom- Rob Zombie's the monsters. Um, mm-hmm. That was a nice, silly little thing that they put out for that. Uh, I thought, um, I'm not sure how what he's going for with it, but it looked they looked very much like the show. Everyone in the in this trail looked very much like. The I show. thought I thought uh, Grandpa Monster looked a little weird. Okay. For my taste, but uh, you know, uh, it, it, it seemed fine. Uh, you, you know, I'm I'm interested. I don't think what he's doing as of right now is anything egregious, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. I know so, I know sometimes Rob Zombie can kind of make a really weird hard left turn. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if that happens here. Um, but uh, you know, some of Rob Star- Rob Zombie stuff I really like. Some of it I don't. 
So we'll see what happens. He's kind of an iffy director, but um, yes. I think this is a property that's right up his alley. Uh, I wonder how he's going to do with humor. Because the monsters are very funny. Yes, it's, it was. A I just comedy. don't associate Rob Zombie with humor. I don't either. That's a very fair point. And so, that was when he, when I heard he was doing it, that was kind of my question. I was like, yeah. what is he going? Like so we'll the see. whole monster freaky stuff, Frankenstein universe. Like, knew that was going to be aces. Like, I was like, I know this guy can do this. Right. I was like, is he going to be able to make me laugh? And they kept the. I love it. They kept the theme. They're not changing the theme. Oh, that was brilliant. So that's great. So that's there. You know, this but isn't again, like Winnie the Pooh where they're totally changing up everything about it. Like this, it seems like they're they know what the monsters is and what they want it to be. You know, like it's and not like that Pooh stuff that doesn't know what it, what it is and what it wants to be. But like they, that's not <laughs> that's a that's a take on Winnie the Pooh. This doesn't really look like a take. On no, it looks the like it looks pretty faithful right now. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, so we'll see what happens. But, I wonder uh, what Eddie looks like. I know. And what was the what was the niece's name? Was her name? I forget. Was it Marilyn? Did they, that sounds right. Right. Was her name Marilyn Munster? Because she kind of looked like Monroe. Like they kind of played up yes. the angle. Like she's I so think, beautiful. I think you're so correct. That would probably. I guess that would be Margot Robbie. Like did we just like, right? Like that has to be Margot Robbie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like who else? Who's like? I'm like who's the most beautiful blonde in Hollywood? Oh, it's Margot Robbie. That's who you would cast in that role. So I don't know, or somebody unknown, up and coming, whatever. Just a beautiful girl. Yeah. But, we'll um, see. Yeah. The other Thanks one is the other sitcom uh, based on monsters, and that's the Adams Family. Uh, and we got a little teaser of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the girl looks like Wednesday. Like there's no. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's the girl from Scream. Uh, I forget her first name. Last name's Ortega. Yes, Jenna uh, Ortega. Jenna, I thought she was great in Scream, especially her wheelchair scene. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, I'm excited to see what she's going to bring to this role. She looks like we've never had a bad Wednesday Adams, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Christina Ricci gave her her full endorsement. She said she looks wonderful as Wednesday, and I agree. Uh, I'm interested to see what the rest of the family looks like. You yes. know, um, I haven't checked out the animated movies yet. I know Shu is all negative about them, but like, pff, like okay, whatever, Rick. Uh, but uh, I haven't seen the new animated stuff. But uh, you know, it's cool to see the Adams family make a comeback. Yeah, I agree. Like that was it's one of, I, one of the shows I watched both of them as a kid. I remember growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're before my time, but I watched the reruns. Uh, so not, not much before. Yeah, time. much for those really? two. Yeah, really, they're before my time. But um, mm-hmm. I always liked them. They were always kind of they're just goofy and silly and yeah. stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see. And the movies were a little bit more serious, even though they were goofy and silly too. Mm-hmm. They always had a little kind of like a, a yeah. serious angle to them. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, how this show goes. But from the teaser, just from her, I'm I'm very very. Uh, Intrigued. And to be honest, so. like I'm really excited for stuff like Wednesday, Monsters, Resident Evil, Prey, because it's like there's a lot of capes and tights and stuff out there, and I kind of think we need to take a maybe just tone it down. Yeah, I like just for that variety. We're... Like I'm excited that the monsters are coming back. I think that's a cool idea. I do like, uh, yeah, I like that we're getting at least on television, we're kind of getting different. You know? Yeah. different things uh because in film it definitely does seem so heavily superhero based right now uh, but i've seen a lot of good movies this year too that aren't in the industry in, in the genre at all in the comic book movie genre at all so um 
it's out, it's out there if you want to get see it. But I do like that that the, on the TV side they're giving us many many uh, different options. Mm-hmm. The other thing is this is a Tim Burton vehicle. Adam's family is a Tim Burton uh, thing, and he hasn't done anything in a while, so it's going to be nice to see him something he's doing uh, back on, in front of our front of our eyes to. to kind hey, of he's it. been making headlines. Yes, he has been making headlines. <laughs> We could talk about. Let's just talk about it. Let's throw that out there. So he made. He was obviously talking about the, the Batman Returns. Oh, uh, it's been thirty years, which is crazy uh, when you think about it. Yeah. Wow. 30 Happy years. anniversary. Thirty year. I believe yes. it came out. If I'm not mistaken, is it the six? Batman and Robin came out. I think the a week before. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember when Batman Returns came out, but it'll be thirty years within the next two weeks on the day. Yeah. So, and at the time, uh, the movie was received pretty well. Uh, but I think for Batman fans, it has it probably wasn't. <laughs> I think if, if we had Twitter back then uh, and social oh. media, I think this would have oh. been a very highly controversial film for Batman fans because it is now. But um, imagine Batman on film then. <laughs> imagine imagine Bill back then. I know, right? Speaking so, of which, I conned him, and this is a total con job on my part. We're going to do a social hour, me and him, on Batman Returns for its 30th anniversary. Wow. I can't wait. That should be fun. It'll be fun because I love the movie. He hates the movie. Like, you know, we never really get more out of Bill other than Batman Returns sucks. You know, like so to get his uh, his real like hardcore opinion, probably in a thirty minute episode will be really fun. And if you ask me, and I think everyone's been waiting for it. To be honest with you, so that's going to be happening soon. Yeah, it's it would be interesting excited. to get more in depth on yeah. why he feels the way he exactly, feels exactly. Like I want to pick his brain. I want to pick his that brain. That I think would be fun. But um, Tim Burton obviously loved it. It's his movie. He's he's very fond mm-hmm. of his own his own film and. It's a very like we say this many times. It's a very much a Tim Burton movie, right? Like Batman mm-hmm. Return. Batman was kind of tints of Tim Tim Burton, but not totally. This right. one was go to town, and he did. It's yeah. very much his film, and he kind of took a shot at the next film. <laughs> well, this talked, isn't the first time either. That's true. Yes, but he kind of took a shot. What he he said with the bat nipples, uh, when they put nipples on costume, he said, "Okay, go." F yourself. Like that was his comment. And uh I kinda when I read it I just laughed. I said, That's him. That's totally that's I don't think he's wrong. No. I don't think he's wrong. Um, Yes, I agree. It is interesting though when you look at Batman Returns now, you compare it to Nolan, compare it to what Reeves gave us. It's not really as dark as those movies. You know, like recently we just watched the Riddler cave in how many guys' heads with you know carpet tools and headrests so yeah. you know it's gotten pretty dark if you and you can't i'll say batman returns if anything is probably more sexual innuendoed than it is dark but i think it's just as sexual as batman forever so but i i get i get that it you know i think the only real dark moments if you ask me are selena's transformation from um Stuffed animals to the blender, to getting bit by cats, and then Oswald biting some guy's nose. But after that, I think it's pretty, just 
bombastic, outlandish, ridiculous comic book stuff. I don't think it's really yeah. looking back at it. Like it does get a bad rap, but I get, I get what happened. Uh, I understand what happened and let's not like kid ourselves. Financially returns is very successful. It was critically received very well. It was, it's not the best Batman story. And then let's be honest as well. Batman forever was a box office smash and made a ton of money. It wasn't as critically well received, but it was enjoyable to some parts and you could see why people, and we've been here before, right? Like, Recently, <laughs> we've gone from the dark Batman to the more light Batman back. So it peaks at valleys. Um, you know, it'll it'll keep doing that. At some point after Reeves, we're going to go light and no one's going to like it or everyone's going to love it. Uh, there's going to be a different direction at some point, but just be prepared for it. It'll happen in his 80 years. <laughs> He's gone through that transition many times. But um, it's interesting to hear Burton's words after so many times. If you listen to the great late John Schnepp's documentary, the death of Superman lives what happened. You'll mm-hmm. get, you'll get tidbits of that. You'll, you'll hear how unhappy Burton was with what Schumacher did to his Batman franchise, but also yes. what he did to his Superman franchise as Batman and Robin was the reason that yeah. uh, Superman lived was a big part of the reason Superman lives got, got the ax. So uh, Tim has probably had some feelings uh, for a long time and, <laughs> You know, he's he's had one fan documentary made, and now he's got, I believe this was in Empire, Esquire. It was Empire, I believe. I knew it was a fancy e-magazine. Yeah. One of the bougie ones. (laughs) Still a good outlet, but just a little bit more bougie. Um, And it's just interesting to hear his words because, you know, someone who really enjoys Batman 89, as most of us do, and Batman Returns, one of the few, it seems like, that love that movie. Uh, it's cool to hear his take, and you know, um, I would love to see what he had in store for Batman Three in an animated movie one day, if, if that would ever happen. I'm not about to start a hashtag campaign, but if it ever happened, I'd buy it. Yeah, the, from what we've gotten about that story, I think it, I think it would be cool because uh, we've gotten Sam Ham's kind of yeah. version of his Batman Returns. So it'd be interesting to see uh, how that would come, what that is, and and in an animated format. I think you, obviously you, there's some things you can do there that that might lend well to that story. So, but yeah, he's he's unapologetic about Batman Returns, which I love, and uh, I love when artists stand fully behind their work, no matter what um, or what people think about it. So, uh, I'd know. love to talk to him about the duck. Well, yeah, like where for, did that come from? Like, for Pete, you... especially, Batman Returns has DeVito's Penguin and the Duck, and that's that's it. That's all you need to. If you know that's, Pete, that's 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 him. That's it. <laughs> I love penguins and ducks. I love birds. That's him in a nutshell. So bird. There you go. <laughs> yeah. bird. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. So, just because it's set up in a nice little segue, we talked, we threw in the Tim Burton story because it was, it's just really is a fantastic little article. So if you guys haven't read it, check it out. And there's more coming too. They haven't released the full article yet. Yes. We'll be getting more from that. So I'm sure he'll be, I'm sure there's going to be a couple more quotes coming from that. So we have a couple of uh, production announcements, I guess we'll call them. Uh, Har- Harley Quinn. Season three will get a summer release on HBO Max, so we should be getting that shortly. Uh, if you love the show, which I have grown to love it, thanks to Pete's insistence that I watch it. <laughs> um, if he only watched Batwoman, 
this uh you know it's coming guys it's coming soon and um i'm looking forward to this one for sure the other one is uh mcu in the mcu blade is going to begin filming next month so this is the mahershal ali version obviously the one that'll be entered the mcu the one we got a teaser for at the end of eternals we heard you heard his voice uh so that's coming as well so pete harley quinn season three are you uh Really Ready? pumped. Love it. I can't wait. I need more Kite Man in my life. I need more Cracked Out Jim Gordon. Uh, the show is absolutely <laughs> insane. It's so good. Uh, I love what, I love what they did with Clayface and King Shark. Uh, it's cool seeing Dr. Psycho. Maybe we get to see Dr. Psycho in a Wonder Woman movie at some point, but that's also interesting. Uh, Sigh. Yeah. MCU Blade. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, we'll see how this holds up to Wesley Snipes. Uh, but, you know, Ali is a tremendous actor. Guy's a powerhouse, so I think he's going to nail it. I wonder just how dark, not dark, but just like how mature Marvel is going to be with this. Like, Blade kills vampires. Like, what are they going to do here? I'm very curious as how Disney makes them play this. Well, when we got the recent news also that they're not gonna that they're not going to tone down Deadpool, I'm kind of in a better space thinking about what's going to happen with these kinds of titles. I want to see it though. Like so, I, I still, like, I don't trust Disney. We're talking about people who Photoshop cigarettes out of images of Walt Disney's hand. Like, give me a break. I know it, you're right. It's, it's very much, it's crazy when you think about it and, and a lot of their policies and just how clean yeah. they've become. So I just, I, I want to, I'll believe when I see it, you know, I just, I just will. But I'm, I'm more optimistic because they couldn't you can't do these titles half-assed and that goes to prey so. too like prey is a it's a that's that's owned by disney now predator is owned by disney that's a 20th century fox acquisition so you know like i, I have to admit prey looks a little bit more i don't know if that's because that's directly on hulu and not coming out on like you know blade will probably blade's a film right i don't remember at this point yep so blade's a movie deadpool's a movie these are big mcu temple films that's a lot different than a streaming <laughs> streaming series <laughs> on something that's not the, like I don't know they probably own Hulu to an extent but it's not Disney Plus right well yeah I mean the, I just look at Doctor Strange what they just did with Doctor Strange I still haven't seen it so, I, so and, it's all bad on me which I'm really surprised because it's, it's a Raimi like, movie and well I, it's I, it's it's a timing thing it's not because they don't want to see it <laughs> my schedule just sucks. It's really, it is, it's a very, I really enjoyed it. I, it's gotten mixed reviews, but I, like I said, those I couldn't, are people, we couldn't even record our podcast on time today. <laughs> That's true. It was horrible lately. <laughs> that is a good point. I didn't think of that until you just said it. So yeah. But, um, Feige made a little comment about it, about, um, to Fandango. He did an interview with Fandango and he says, we have for years wanted to find a new way into Blade. We love that character. We love that world. Uh, so and Mahershala wanted to come and meet with us and when Mahershala wants to meet you take the meeting and I think he just had a very come off his second Academy Award and we we're talking very polite and he was talking about what a fan he is and then he just cut right to it and was like Blade and he said yes um, so yeah so it's coming guys the production can is I actually... walk into like the Warner Brothers lot and like hey I want to I want to be Bibbo <laughs> do you do you have two <laughs> Academy Awards 
I could look at me. I look like Bilbo with a beard. Are you kidding me? Like, there's nobody more perfectly cast than that. Like, come on. <laughs> That's a good point. I could be Bilbo. So I want my what? streaming series. We'll work on it. Work on it after I finish my book on you. Oh, geez. So this is we're talking about what four or five years down the road. I mean, I've already. I'm on volume six right now. It's a ten okay. volume series. All right. Well, we're getting there. So we also got a confirmation from the MCU yesterday that the Thunderbolts movie uh, will be coming. Yeah, that's uh, cool. So that's very cool. Uh, it's a. So can we officially say that Marvel stole DC's idea with Suicide Squad? Can we finally <laughs> say DC had done it first. Done it first. Can we say that? You, I guess we can. They're, the stories are not exactly the same, but they're close. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you could say that. All right, Definitely I'm going to roll with it. I think, yeah, the concepts are very similar, obviously, except that in with the Thunderbolts, they're they're reformed as supervillains, whereas in the Suicide Squad, they're still bad. <laughs> I think that's the best way to keep keep them apart, but... Yeah, and it's also going to be uh, directed by Jake Schreier mm-hmm. and written by the guy who wrote Black Widow, Eric Pearson. I loved Black Widow. Yes, so all good news. Um, this is exciting. And the, the cast of characters they brought up, they brought up Zemo, they brought up – who else did they bring up? Basically, uh, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Yeah, that'd be cool. Black Widow, Abomination, um, U.S. Agent – uh, Deadpool. I, I do think this would be cool too, uh, uh, as the Suicide Squad to introduce characters, just to kind of kill them off. You know, like j- just to kind of expand the universe a little, like lesser known like D listers that no one's going to miss, or, or A listers that you want to introduce for the first time. I think you could do something cool like this, villain wise. Right. I think. Well, I think also having um, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who obviously Julia Louis Dreyfus plays, um, and Florence Pugh's Black Widow. Um, Yelena Belova now, obviously, because Tatasha is no longer with us. Uh, those are two very, very big, famous A-list actresses. Mm. So you have that kind of a pull. And if Deadpool is included, which is being rumored, then you also have Ryan Reynolds and that and Deadpool. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how this comes about. But yeah, this is something. Again, this is I like that Marvel's doing going in this direction. And yes, Pete, we could definitely say that they. They took one from <laughs> from DC in this uh, with doing this this storyline. So I am looking forward to it. Finally, yes, you can you can finally make if you if that matters to you. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter to me, but it, as long as it's part of the plan, the plan matters. Okay, the plan matters. All right, so we got a little bit of sad news too, and it's not no one died. Don't worry, it's not that kind of sad news. Jesus, but um, sad news is. Death. Yes, but unfortunately, because of money, Nev Campbell will not be reprising her role as Sydney Prescott in the next screen. Uh, when I first heard this story, I wasn't sure what it was over, and then Nev just kind of cleared it up on her own and saying she wasn't offered what she thought the value that she brings to the franchise. Now, part of me is hoping that they could kind of figure this out and maybe she can return. This happens sometimes. She might be using the media as a way to negotiate. Uh, I don't know, but part of me also says it might be time, right? Like, 
it's hard to do Scream without her. She's such a obviously she's the pivotal character in the franchise. But I feel like they did a really good job building up the new characters in five. And if they want to move forward with a new cast, making their own new version and having new interest with the younger the younger cast, then I think Mm. You know this. This is a way to do it. Yeah, it's so like, it's like Halloween without Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, they've done them, <laughs> and they were horrible. I know. I know. That's not Rob a great. Zombies not Halloween's great the best one of the bunch. Um, so I agree. It's it's very. It's it, weird it, because it's she is. I'm at this point, and I don't know if it's because I've been with Sydney basically since the first movie, but I'm just so invested in Sydney Prescott that I care about what happens with that character. I don't, Sam, uh, Sam Loomis. I don't know if I care that much about Sam Loomis or Jenny Ortega's character that much. Like they were great for that movie, but I'm, I don't know if I'm really buying into the whole Billy Loomis daughter thing. You know, like I get it. It's screen. I understand what you're doing. It's just not my favorite. And I mean, I wrote this on Twitter. Like I just wanted more of the OGs in scream six, you know, like I thought, I thought they uh, actually he- relied heavily on them, and there wasn't that much attachment to the kids. Like when Wesley died, everyone made a big deal about it. But I was like, "Is this because he's named after Wes Craven, or because you guys actually care about this character? Because we don't know anything about these kids. Like these kid, the kids' deaths were almost kind of meaningless in the movie. It was cool that uh, the the Meeks boy lived. I was very happy about that. But you know, it was uh, Meeks Martin. I forget what his first name is. But yeah, like I just, uh, I, I think you need Nev Campbell. You got to pay Nev Campbell. You've got to. She's she's Sydney Prescott. She's worth every damn penny. Well, that yeah, I mean that's what I mean. I wonder if she is doing, if she is using this as kind of a way to negotiate for herself through the through the fans, which of course is stuff we've seen happen before. So this and is I, not like, Jamie Kennedy's actually been record on record and saying like he knows for a fact he's like, and I'm sure this is typical Hollywood stuff. He's like, there's two scripts. There's one with Nev and there's one without Nev. He's like, I've been in that situation myself. He was, I think he did doing a Trevor Tremors movie, which is like obviously they're two different scales of movies, but. Right. You know, they're like, you know, they've got contingency plans. I'm sure they're going to move forward one way or another. Um, I would just, I would prefer the Sydney Prescott story. I mean, she wasn't in five that much. She really wasn't. Uh, so, but you knew she was coming, right? Like in the back of your no, mind. No, she was, she, yeah. I mean, they definitely relied on Dewey a little bit more. And right. Gail came back, like, you know, Sydney was the last one to come back. But apparently, like, her role in seven was huge. Like she was actually needed for six. Like, I don't know if there's a cart before the horse type deal anymore with them, but apparently like, according to people who have seen the script, basically actors, like, you know, cause they're all basically, everyone's basically on Sydney, uh, Sydney, Nev's side on this. So they're all coming against the studio, but apparently like Sydney Prescott's role in seven was huge. Like it's a main character role. Well, if that's the case, then she should get the. I mean, if her work is definitely demanding it, not only because she basically, you know, is the franchise, but mm. if her work, um, in the film was supposed to be that large, then yeah, then they yeah. should. But that's the problem. The problem is like you got to get through six to get to seven, and I think they're trying to probably cut a little corners because they know they're gonna have to pay Nev a lot of money in seven because of her role, just how big the role is, you know, like I think they pay her a little, they pay her less because she's not there for a whole lot. Like I think they said it was like four day shooting for six. Right. 
I guess. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely a disappointing news story when we heard it. Uh, not something that I was anticipating, especially because I liked the fifth one so much. Um, so I was looking forward to seeing how five's they good. Play. I still think four is better, but five's good. But Gale will be back. Um, so we'll see how that whole thing plays and, out. Uh, well. And uh, what's her name? Hayden Panettiere's yes, back, yes, Hayden Panettiere's character is coming back. So, so we'll and see. I'm wondering now if that was done because they already knew Nev wasn't coming back. I don't know for I'm just guessing. Uh, I, I don't know. But, there's been a there's been a lot of outcry for um, Hayden Panettiere to come back. Yes, there has been. I mean, her character was pretty damn awesome in Kirby <laughs> in the was movie, cool. So, yeah. So I definitely Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. That was her name. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely definitely uh, happy she's coming back. One thing I'm not happy about, though, is the never-ending Ezra Miller story that just keeps on going and going and getting weirder and weirder, and I don't even know what to say at this point, but that we haven't already said anyway. But not I'm not even talking about with regards to The Flash and his future in the role. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it does seem like, though, that from what I know of how the movie goes, it's not important going forward, but that's neither here nor there. Um now there's another story that came out that parents of an 18 year old of a girl from North Dakota uh, filed law, tried to file a lawsuit against him because he was grooming their daughter, making them psycholo- psychologically manipulating her. Uh, all these other allegations that are being thrown his way. Now, normally I'm like, well, let's hear both sides, and I still I'm still very much that person, but. Knowing what we know of him and things we've learned about him, it would not shock me if this happens to be true. And if that's the case, then this is a much more serious allegation than any of the ones that we've gotten thus far where he was kind of just acting out and, and you know, going crazy in the moment. This is because this is like a premeditated thing. And to me, that's that's much, much worse. So. Pete, what do we say at this point that we haven't already said? Like, I don't know what else. Ezra Miller gives me Ashida. <laughs> he does. Like, it's not even the latest. Like, the latest thing is like they can't even find him to serve him, so he's like I hiding. I know. So it's like, can he just hide until after the Flash comes out? I know. At this point, like, I don't know. If I'm Warner Brothers, I'm like, dude, you know what? Don't come to the press tour. We're good. We got Keaton. Um, thanks for everything. Uh, we're gonna recast the role after this movie like, I, 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 just, I don't know like if Warner Brothers cut ties with him that's fine I don't think you can reshoot the movie and not get some sort of Justice League like outcome and I think right. we're too, I don't think we're far enough away to forget about Justice League for them to even consider reshooting a movie of that stature especially with Ezra Miller and how he's basically playing like three roles in this film yep um, three roles I personally don't care it doesn't matter to me. He's a strange person, right? We've known that from day one. He's he's yep. always done weird things. But like I just these guys' personal lives I don't care about. And like same thing goes for Amber Heard. Like and I know she's a smaller part of that movie. But I'm like, I don't know, you filmed it before all this stuff, let it come out, and then you just recast the role. Like just recast it. It's not a big deal. Find some other actor, find some other actress. No one's going to question it. I mean, I lived through Keaton to Kilmer. You know, I went through Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle. Like, no one cares. You're it's right. About it, the character it, on the screen. No one cares. Just, just who cares? Just, I don't see what the problem is. You're right. It's just weird. Just cut your ties and move on. 
he's been uh, like there's a segment of fans who really like his take and there's a segment of fans who don't like it at all so it i don't know there's if not even enough for me for you to judge right to be honest like it's it's all right like but it's like i've got two different versions of the same movie and he's he's you know he's 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 a, he's a part of it but like i don't know like i need a full flash movie in barry in central city to see what barry allen's all about like i don't know like, right that's the thing though like say the movie comes out and he's great then what do you do I don't care what Warner Brothers does either way, to be honest. Right. But like, I'm just to me the logical explanation is they they the, that they do is they cut ties because they're just like you're a headache. You're you're in the news all the time. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I just I don't know. Like, if this was any of us, I don't think we'd have a job. Right. And like I and like I said, this allegation is the worst to me because this if this is a was a normal person, they would have been fired after that Iceland video. Yeah, this is a pre and this is just very it's premeditated. It's manipulation. It's taking advantage of a girl uh, like all of that stuff. I, mean, is I have much no more- idea. This girl could be totally doing this under her own free will. I don't know. I don't know well, these people. Well, she has come out and defended him and said that's exactly what's happening. But that's often the case. Like we could just go back to what happened with R. Kelly and some of the a lot of the women came out against him. But there were some who were who supported him. So okay. like. There's very see that um, stuff is like no interest to me. I don't pay attention to that, not at all. I normally didn't, but that story just got. But because he beat you in American Idol, you had to find out. Yeah, I wish I was as good as R. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so yeah, I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, But I feel like we have to bring this news to people and talk about it. So we do. Whatever Warner Brothers decides to do with with Ezra Miller, I'm fine with. I personally don't care. As long as he doesn't – honestly, as long as he's not doing anything horrible like murder or like, I don't know, running a a meth lab, like – I don't really care. I mean, he's, you know, he's done some dumb things and he's definitely got to, you know, pay the repercussions for his actions. But like, I just want to see the movie. I really don't care about his personal life. It's that goes for it's, everyone. This is pro like the, flo- the there's problems there. That's the biggest thing. Obviously yeah. there's problems, but he's so, also got to own up to the fact that he's got problems yes. and he's got to seek the help. Like if he thinks there's nothing wrong, no, nothing can get done. You're no right. going anywhere. You're right. And then anyone you're who knows have the same strength. Right. behavior happening happening so right. but like i just don't care all i care about is the flash movie that's it is the movie coming out if this guy ruins the movie i'll be upset but like <laughs> I, if, if you're if i'm more brothers i'm like release the movie and then we just find somebody else to play him because he's just too much of a headache that's that's what i would do but if yes. the movie's a hit and everyone's like yeah we love ezra i'm like cool all right flash two here we come like you know yeah, but at that point, it's going to have to be addressed. So we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, everything's going to be addressed. Some, at some point, he's got to be found. <laughs> he's dressed up right now. He's evading the authorities. Like, none of this looks good for this guy. No, it doesn't. None of it looks good. You don't look good if you're hiding from the authorities. Like, I'm sorry. Nope. It makes you look guilty. So, you know, maybe he, maybe Ezra Miller's gone forever. Maybe he pulled, maybe he's off on an island and just vanishes. I have no idea. He's got to have pulls- enough. I, I could he see got him. Lost in the speed force. Well, uh, dude, I could totally see him just like clearing out the bank account and like going somewhere and just living off the land. And his, he's got to have uh, more. Like he can live in like Costa Rica forever. Of course, got to have you know. Like he's got to have enough money to do that. Of course, you know. So, 
I don't know. It's a sad situation. Live like a king. It's a sad situation to me in on all fronts. This is just a very sad situation, and I hope it gets remedied. And and in the best case, I hope everybody comes out of it better. Uh, just because I I root for people, maybe I'm old fashioned, but I just I root for people. So I just want uh, I want everything to turn out in the best possible way. So something that turned out well for Netflix and for me as a fan of this franchise was Masters of the Universe Revelation, uh, and it was just I thought Kevin Smith killed Masters of the Universe. Oh no, that's again those are the crazy fans. I'm not even going there, uh, but. We're getting Netflix didn't seem to think so because we are getting a sequel. Basically, we're getting Master of the Universe Revolution. Uh, so it was made at Netflix Geeked Week 2022. The announcement: Kevin Smith will once again be helming it. And this is a little topic about what this is a little blurb about what the what it's going to be. So, Master of the Universe Revolution is an all new story that brings the focus to He Man versus Skeletor like you've never seen them before. It's technology versus magic as He Man and the heroic warriors face the forces of Skeletor and a deadly threat to the planet in Masters of the Universe Revolution, the next chapter in the battle for Eternia. I don't know. This sounds pretty woke to me, Eric. <laughs> From that. <laughs> Sounds pretty woke to oh. me. Oh, jeez. Man, I don't know. There's been there's another He-Man cartoon that's on, on Netflix as well. It's it's kind of like for a younger audience, in my opinion. Uh, but um, I really I really liked uh, Revelations. So you know, we'll see how it goes. I understand people's comments, and I get where they're coming from. But if you watch the whole thing, you kind of see that it's very fair and balanced, and even. Uh, when it comes to those kinds of uh, claims. Uh, but again, I'm looking forward to it as a fan of He-Man. Uh, if you haven't watched the first one, Pete, you should. It's just very good. It's yeah. very well done. Mark Hamill, I heard it's obviously. really woke. I heard Mark it's Hamill. so woke. <laughs> Mark Hamill does Skeletor's voice. Uh, Sam Michelle Geller is Tila. Isn't uh, that, is that the female He-Man? Tila's not a female He-Man. Tila is Tila. Oh, I thought it was. I thought there was a female He-Man that got all the fanboys upset. Well, that's who the character. Her character does because it's a different spin on her than we've gotten in the past. So her oh, character that's what drove them crazy. Yes, because she has a much larger role in this, and she turned. Even though the story is the same of what she's always been, this has this kind of focused a little bit more on her, and they couldn't handle that. So oh, I was like, why is Joker to a musical? This is stupid. I'm not watching it. I'm like, oh god. So yeah, so that's where we are with that. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh, we'll get to Joker 2 in a minute. But another animated announcement was made for Netflix, and then we're get that we'll be getting a Ghostbusters animated series. Um Okay, I'm down. Yeah. So it's it does include Jason Reitman, who obviously did Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that's pretty cool. If it's connected, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. If it's going to be connected to the actual story of Afterlife, or we'll see how that goes. But what do you think, Pete? Are you uh, something you'd be down uh, for? I would definitely check out. I'm interested to see what they do, where it takes place. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm very interested. I, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I can always use more Ghostbusters content that has nothing to do with whatever that movie in 2016 was. Um, so I'm excited. I'm interested, and I'll definitely check it out. 
Yeah. So definitely that's that's some fun news. I remember the the old cartoon that was on when I was a kid, Ghostbusters. Loved it. Yeah. Egon had the best hair. So <laughs> He I don't did. know how they thought of that haircut. So, so yeah, so th- it's. I think this that kind of a franchise also works very well in animation. Animation. So, let's see how that happens. But uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. I would definitely check that out. Um, in more animated news, um, and kind of hip hop too, a little hip hop slant. Uh, two rappers from the Wu Tang Clan are contributing to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shred- Shredder's Revenge soundtrack. As a fan of the Wu Tang Clan, as I am, uh, the song "We Ain't Came to Lose" features both Raekwon the Chef and Ghostface Killer. Uh, so for me, um, I haven't listened to the track yet. I know it's out there. I'm going to have to take a, a quick listen. But um, yeah, this is cool. So I'm very, very into it. What about you? Um, this is something that the world needs. <laughs> it just is. Uh, Wu Tang loves comic books. You know, they're, yes. they're big comic book fans. They they love this stuff. I mean, Meth was in. Uh, he was in Luke Cage. Um, various members have come up with songs named after various characters. Uh, so they're 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 big like fanboys of this stuff. So. Uh, and, you know, Ninja Turtles has a connection with hip hop and Vanilla Ice and just being popular and being in the pop culture zeitgeist. So, you know, it's it's inevitable that, you know, and they even did who it was. It was Khalifa. He did one for the uh, Michael Bay uh, Transform, uh, Transformers <laughs> Turtles World. There was they, a song called Shell Shocker. Yeah, I forget. I remember. I, I wasn't yes. sure if it was Wiz Khalifa or not. I don't remember um, who it was, but yes. Yeah, not Mia Khalifa, Wiz Khalifa. Um, <laughs> so it's it just this it seems like it was inevitable, my friend. But uh, you know, to have Wu Tang do this is really cool. I can't wait. I hope there's a music video. Uh, I I just I'm, I'm excited. Like bring it on. Yeah, this should be fun. Uh, they even give a rundown of what the song's actually about or what their verses are about. So uh, that's kind of fun. I'd rather you guys read it and read it yourself uh, because if you know these rappers and what they what they rap about normally, it, it's a very different take. Interesting. <laughs> it's a very different uh, vibe with this song, which obviously and is- Don't forget, Method Man right. came up with an entire song dedicated to the Riddler for Batman. Yes, Forever. he did. He did. Called the Riddler. So uh, he is no- uh, He's no slouch when it comes to uh, making his rounds around the comic book superhero, you know, yes. world. And I'm wrong. This is a video game. It's not a show. It's a video game. So there's put that out there as well. Fair enough. Yes. That so, means that's even better, actually. Yeah. It's cool that they have an entire soundtrack for it. I'm kind of digging that idea. I bought soundtracks to games before. So. Madden always had a good soundtrack in like the mid 2000s. Yeah. So we will see how that goes. Um,. So this is another. I, this is a show that Pete and I both uh, enjoyed watching, and Batwoman. it's it's no, not Batwoman, because I said both of us, and I don't. But um, <laughs> but uh, this it was very groundbreaking for its time, and I know Pete famously has talked about binging it when HBO Max came out. I'm talking about Sex in the City. Uh, if you watched the follow up show and just like that, which just finished his first season, everyone knows that the character of Samantha was not on it. And there was a little bit of news that came out that she will be on the season two, but it's going to be in the same format that she was in season one. Uh, if you watch the show, which was via text message. Um, so 
I don't know uh, the whole story. If you ever looked into it behind what happened and why she's not there is just kind of crazy. But yeah, Samantha will be there in another in form in this kind of format again, where it should just be available via text messages. Messages. Uh, Pete, did you watch in just like that? I have not actually. It's the one. I'm so backlogged on my uh, on my TV shows that it's it's one that it's backtracked. But a lot of people didn't seem to like it either. Yeah, it wasn't. It was very, very. How do I put this? They really went there with a lot of the stories, and that show has always been ambitious with certain things. But this one was very, very um, much. Sorry to just actually kind of sidebar you here, but uh, getting back to Ezra Miller, uh, three hours ago on Instagram, he posted a picture. You can't touch me. I'm in another universe. Um, he's got a bunch of cryptic uh, photos in his story about headaches, people, and him. Um, how he's shielding from negativity and ill intent. Uh, message from another dimension. Uh, remember how nice I was when I should have said, who the F do you think you're talking to? Yeah, Ezra's kind of gone off the deep end. So now he can't be found and he's he's on another universe. There we go. Putting things out on social media for satellites to track him. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, so Ezra, Ezra's going to be a story uh, as uh, at the time of this recording. <laughs> Post. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh dear. Yeah. Maybe so. we should have had Grant Gustin be the movie Flash. <laughs> well, it's too late now. Oh, uh, it's too late now. What are you going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the movie when it comes out. So am I. That's, that's the, the bottom line. Is that that's it, happen. baby. So that's it, baby. You know what else is getting, it's getting too late for? Father's Day gifts. Hmm. And what should we get our fantastic fathers? Well, it, you know, it's just around the corner. And of course, Manscaped is always here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. And let me tell you, as I get older, there's old man hair from head to toe that you just... And he's old. He's old. Just, you don't, you never expected there to be hair, but that's... <laughs> so this right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bot will thank you. So yeah, um... My dad famously, uh, he passed, but when my dad was like, he had very like bushy like eyebrows, and uh, which I'm kind of starting to get now, which I hate. He could have used the weed whacker. He definitely could have used, yes. He could have used the weed, the weed whacker. whacker for that kind of stuff. Uh, so I know for certain um, plenty of guys out there have the problem. I'm starting to have it. And uh, so, guys, yeah, make sure you know. Check out the Performance Package 4.0. Uh, Pete and I do have this one, so we could talk to it and everything that comes with it. We've mentioned many times all the great products. The scent of all the products are mm-hmm. is the same. I love it. So it's just Most really comfortable fed. boxers ever. Yeah, the boxers, and now they have a new pair uh, with a jewel pouch, which kind of keeps everything in its own place. Uh, so that's awesome as well, because as we know, especially in the summer months. You know, you want you, that situation can get a little sticky, and I'm not being 
you know, facetious saying that it really can get a little sticky. So, you know, you, you have these products keep everything kind of in its own place. Uh, so Father's Day now is what? This is June 14th we're recording. So it's this coming Sunday. So by the time so it's airs, like you guys a- are getting overnight shipping. Yes. <laughs> you guys will have a little bit of time to get 20% off and free shipping with code Gotham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Gotham. Shake what your mama gave you. Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. Yeah, buddy. There you go. All right. So speaking of, I don't know, this is not even a good segue. Uh, shaking what your mama gave you, I guess. We got news about Lady Gaga recently with regards to Joker 2. Mm-hmm. So this literally just came out yesterday. Lady Gaga is in early talks to join Joaquin Phoenix in Todd Phillips's Joker 2, but it is going to be a musical, as Pete kind of teased a little bit before. <laughs> so, Pete, let's just start with that part of it. I'm a big fan of musicals. I know you are not really. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't mind them. Okay, so what is your take? What is your feeling on Joker 2 being a musical, number one? Well, first of all, I didn't think you needed to make Joker 2 at all. Right. But when you bring in Lady Gaga, when you tell me it's a musical, you really kind of, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Like, I'm interested. I'm just interested. I'm curious. I want to see what it's like. So, you know. I'm I'm hooked. Like that's it. I'm ready for the sequel. Let's see what you do. Do you think it's going to be um, a real time musical or maybe something in the Joker's mind? I think it's got to be something something going on in his head, kind of like the first movie. I think right. there's going to be that kind of like play on reality, mm-hmm. Shutter Island style, Joker style, obviously. So uh, you know, I just wait and see what it is, what the twist is, right? Right, and. You famous you famously tweeted at us or made a comment about that having a, a Harley Quinn and Joker movie without a Batman would be kind of weird. Uh, I do think it's almost kind of a waste to have actors the caliber of Joaquin and Gaga uh, as Joker and Harley and not have them in a movie with Batman. I, I feel like that would be something special. You know, you've arguably got the greatest actor to ever be in this role, and he'll never face off against Batman. That's a little weird to me, but you know, mm-hmm. it, this is this is part of Warner Brothers' plan. They uh, they making a sequel to a very successful movie, and uh, it's not connected to anything. And this is kind of like their black label, and yeah, they're going forward with it. Now, do you think it's possible we'll get we could get a Batman since the story if the story takes place in his mind? He's like eleven years old. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, well, it depends. If he wants to kind of, if you're going to create that sort of delusioned world in in Arthur Fleck's head, maybe, possibly, I don't know. But uh, you know, that's up for Todd Phillips to decide. Right. Yeah. Like I'm asking you because I already, I, obviously, I know my thoughts. I wanted to get yours first. I when I first heard this last night, I just sat for a minute. I'm like, hmm. I need to hear more. Like I need to know more about what the actual story is mm-hmm. going to in- include. But just on the surface, if you're bringing in someone like Lady Gaga, who's a fantastic songwriter, she's a very talented musician. Uh, most people know her as a pop singer, but she's she's a classically trained Juilliard musician. Um, so bringing her in to do the music, hopefully, for this is a no-brainer. And getting her to play someone like Harley Quinn opposite of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker would be also fantastic. Uh, they'll probably stick to the story that she's his doctor. 
um, you have that there, obviously, and and, and how that comes about. I'm I can, so interested to see the angles, right? Yeah. I've so that's the part of it that I'm very interested to see how they're going to go about because I can play it out in my head many different ways of what I would do. I'm just not as talented as Todd Phillips. <laughs> yeah, and but, you're uh, good. You're good. But um, yeah, so, you're the champion of Long Island. Yeah, that means nothing outside of straight out of Gotham. So. <laughs> you're being hard on yourself, but uh. But no, this is just a strange twist, but I'm happy that that this is what they're doing because I really didn't like I like you said, I really didn't need a sequel. It wasn't something I was looking for. I thought that movie was so well done. It could have just been there forever on its own. And if they're going to do it, do something that's different to get me intrigued again. And this is perfect. I'm with you. So, yeah, so. It's I think cool. a lot of us were like, yeah, we don't need Joker too. But like, everyone's like, oh, this is so interesting. Yeah. Like that's the, the intrigue and the twist with the, adding the musical to it. Uh, man, it's going to be interesting to see. And again, bringing like, someone. Phillips like has to be a fan of musicals, right? Like there's no right way this came up without him. At least like it's, it's definitely like something he enjoys, right? Like, I don't think you can make a movie like this without at least enjoying musicals. Like he's got to be at least a fan of the, of the genre. Right. Clearly. Of I, I don't think you can do a musical if you're not a fan of it. Like that would be uh, even as it's just being a filmmaker, I would never do that because it's then it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I would assume he has to like musicals, uh, you know, famously the, the, the funniest it was animated, but still the funniest. One of the best musical movies is, is South Park, right? Uh, I, it's very true. So, you know, like if you think of it along those kinds of lines where I would never would have expected that, but when I saw it. Like I Kyle's it. mom was sung everywhere. I remember <laughs> singing that song. Yeah. So like it, it's definitely something that when you're not expecting and then they throw it at you, it could be fantastic. There's also the flip side. It could completely flop. Uh, Cats, the musical, famously is a famous long, long running Broadway show. Uh, the movie was terrible. Um, ton of A-list actors in it. And they, it just got panned, and it was so bad. So, you never know when you take you do these kinds of things. And that's a musical that was a stage musical that was made into a movie musical. So that the transition was even less. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I feel like all anyone ever talked about when that Cats movie was about buttholes. Yep. <clears throat> it was yep. all about the cats' butts. And the CGI. Yep. All of it. I mean, you have Jen- it's hard for me to think when you have Jennifer Hudson singing on a in a movie with cats and the, the their title song, which is called Memory, uh, and the movie flops just yeah. because she's so good. So, yeah, so we'll see. Musicals are always risky, I feel, uh, when you take them from stage to screen. But we have so many ones that hit that it's, you know. We'll see how this goes. But this one, I'm very, very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. So we'll see how see what happens. I, it's just after the first movie, you're kind of like – because I don't have – it doesn't have like a whole lot of rewatchability. I rewatched it. But it's not it, – because it's not really feel good. You know, it's no. kind of sad. It is. Um, so watching it puts you in a way. <laughs> and uh, so like, you know. They definitely got your attention. I appreciate the creative juices flowing with Phillips here. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100%. Like, didn't really want it, but now that they're doing this, yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I like the plan. So, oh, there we are with the plan. It's a good plan. plan again. It's working. I'm interested. People are talking. <laughs> it's a good plan. <laughs> yeah. 
That's definitely a, definitely a good plan. I'm all for it. Sounds like a good plan. Plan. Keep the plan. You got any plans? I don't right now. Sucks. But if you. I did, I'll share them. I'll make sure everyone knows. In detail. In detail. Every I step. want to know the next 20 years of your life. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> so I know what mistakes not to make. That would be perfect. Yeah. What's our, I mean, 20 years. Imagine us doing this in 20 years. Oh, boy. You think we got 20 years left in us? If people want to, people still listen, I'll still do it. That's right. how I look at that, it. So it's all up to you guys. If, exactly. If people still like hearing us, uh, think the topics might change a bit. <laughs> well, I mean, about- you're also branching out. You also got straight out of Alderaan. No, that's not the name of the show, but yes, I do. I, my- that's what I'm calling it. I named it. It's straight out of Alderaan. That's the name of the show. I just named it. You can't name the show. Why? I told you to do it. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, Eric, do this. Sh- do talk Star Wars on YouTube, but somebody else would make. And you were like, okay. And you were like, all right. And that's it. Straight out of Alderaan. No, but see, you didn't name it. I just did. No. It's not. It's SO- straight out of Alderaan presented by SOG Tonight. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Not it's not my not a thing. Sabalba's corner. Sabalba's corner. But then it have to get in like character. You have to get into the. <laughs> Can character. you dress up as Sabalba? <laughs> you, you can't do that show if you're not dressed in character. In my opinion, Sabalba is the only good thing to ever come out of Star Wars, and everyone hates it. Like it's like everyone hates Phantom Menace. I love that stupid movie. It's beautiful. It's old fashioned. It's old school. Two hours movie. You're in, you're out. You had a good people time. People are much more accepting of people are much more accepting of Phantom Menace than they are Attack Phantom of the Clones. Menace. Like that's that's that, well, really that's just, the one. Attack of the Clones is nothing but Rick Shoe bullshit. Um, <laughs> that's all it is. It's Rick Shoe bullshit. <laughs> well, his defense of it is, in my opinion, his defense of it is, uh, is definitely bullshit. I love Rick. He goes he Rick goes places to defend that movie. I'm like, dude, just stop. It's not even worth. Yeah, that's 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 Rick and Joe show. Rick and Joe show. All right, Pete, we're gonna wrap this one. So tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast listening to right now. That's straight out of Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, join our Facebook group. Follow our Facebook fan page. A lot of good fun discourse there. Uh, follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. I co-host that with uh, the only two people I like to argue with, Nico and Nicholas Caruso. Uh, just a bunch of meatballs talking Spider-Man. Good stuff there. Uh, we do that about once a month. Uh, follow at Team Yellow Oval. Back on the screen, back on the page. Very, very excited about that. Barry, Barry, Barry. Um, uh, check out Batman on Film. I got reviews. I got interviews with Uslan, Tower Strong. I got toy reviews, all that stuff. Batman on Film YouTube, Batman on Film proper, Batman on Film Twitter, Eric Holzman's Diary. I'm all over the place. Take it away, champ. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, I read your diary. <laughs> As you guys know, you can find me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. Also, check out my handle for the All Nicked Up podcast at all underscore nicked underscore up, where we discuss the New York Knicks. I put a lot of news out there, a lot of facts and information, especially with the draft upcoming and the Knicks having the 11th pick. The voice of fandom. 
it's definitely something you guys want to check out. We, we did our second show, which highlights the draft. It's been up recently, and uh, we have a really good time doing it, me and my three friends, uh, Ty, John, and Craig. We all just have a really good time doing it, and uh, we hope to get, we bring you guys that information and commiserate with you about the team that we love to hate and hate to love. Uh, <laughs> It's really the best way to describe it. That's a wonderful tag. As Pete mentioned, of course, check out SOG on Facebook. We have our group. We have our page. All the information, all the topics that we discuss can be found there as well as on our Twitter handle. Uh, Check out my work on BatmanOnFilm.com where I review Titans and I recently reviewed Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, So you guys check out those reviews there. I have interviews in print and in video format with Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. Did you get her phone number? Great people. I did not. It would have been kind of weird with her husband standing right next to her. I guess that's why she didn't <laughs> ask. It makes sense. But uh, I mean, she's sitting there. She's like, wow, this is a champion of Long Island. Wasn't Jerry O'Connell awesome, though? Every time I think about that event, just how awesome he was. He had a great Superman suit. Yeah, he did. He did. He was just an awesome guy. Uh, definitely fits the what I the image I had of him in my head. It was very very awesome. Uh, so yeah, check all of that stuff over on Batman. I wonder what he I thinks of Nev Campbell. He was in Scream. He was. He was in Scream too with her. So yeah, it'd be an interesting uh, question to ask. I'd love to be able to interview him again. I, I feel like he's one of the guys. I follow him on Twitter. I feel like if I reached out and said, "Hey, I'd love to interview," he'd be like, "Sure, let's do it." So I think we do it. Let's go. Go on. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I think you should uh, do it. Try and make that happen. That would work. I guess got to think of a reason why. <laughs> I'm, check his uh, upcoming so, animation schedule. We'll see if there's yeah, a Superman should. movie coming. I should see if he has something coming up. All right, guys, that's it for this one. So for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah! <laughs>